What's up, guys? Natalie here. I have a really big announcement, and that is that the All In podcasts are back for 2018. So this is going to be the first one of the year, and I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Uh, This week's episode, I have Mal and Josh, who are from Ottawa, and they founded LVD Fitness and LVD Media. LVD Fitness is uh, a clothing company, and they donate uh, money to WaterAid for every product that they sell, as well as they sponsor some great and notable powerlifting athletes, and they're expanding to Olympic lifting and CrossFit as well. They've done some awesome things with their company, and I want to share with you guys how they kind of went all in. They quit their their nine to fives, and they they built LVD from the ground up. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, let's go all in and let's learn some more from Mal and Josh. All right, so we're here today joined by Mal and Josh from LVD Fitness. It's uh, an Ottawa-founded um, clothing and, and fitness and like empowering brand, and they're doing awesome stuff with both their um, their brand as well as their actual product. And I'd like to go all in and figure out um, kind of their mindset of entrepreneurship, um, powerlifting, and um, more behind LVD Fitness. So Mal, how about let's start with you? I'd love to know kind of your background and how you got into uh, launching LVD. Sure. So um, I grew up as a competitive dancer. Um, So not actually that surprising when you look at a lot of powerlifters. Um, It's a similar sport in that, you know, you have a team, but it's also very individualistic because you get up there and you do your thing and then the other people go up and do their thing. Um, So I grew up doing dance competitively my whole life. And then when I got into university, I started doing pole fitness. Um, It was that combination of still the dance side of it with a new aspect of strength um, and just something different to keep me going. And then when I was doing that, I started going to the gym more and more just to stay fit and healthy, but also to help strengthen myself for pole. Um, And then when I was in the gym, like I kept getting asked if I was a power lifter because I was just like (laughs) squatting heavy because I had dancer legs um, and I didn't really know what it meant. So I always kind of like took it as an insult because I thought it was more like a comment on how I looked or something. Um, And then I actually slowly got introduced to powerlifting a little bit. And then I actually met Josh at the gym and they were trying to get girls for the Carleton uh, University team. So he convinced me to try out for the team because he said I'd get access to the varsity gym. And that's when I started like um, focusing on powerlifting more so. Cool. Yeah. yeah so my background, um, I basically played sports all throughout uh, high school. I played football, basketball, uh, volleyball, rugby. Uh, but my main two sports were basketball and football. Um, uh, my main goal with, with those sports was to maybe one day make it professionally. Um, but after high school, uh, that wasn't the case. I didn't get into any um, university teams or varsity clubs. Uh, so my first year was basically really weird because I just went to school and I didn't really play competitive sports. And I kind of missed that um, competitive aspect of my life and being on a team and striving towards a goal. Uh, so after my first year, I looked into uh, potentially joining a club at school. Um, I was looking at like the wrestling club, the rowing club, um, and I stumbled across the football team and they were hosting open tryouts for their team. So I was like, why not? You never know um, what I could showcase, how I stacked against the rest. So I started working out a lot more uh, to get uh, bigger, faster, stronger, and uh, made it all the way to the, to the last cut until uh, I was the last guy cut from the team. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I know. It was really tough. Um, they didn't need anyone from my position that year. Uh, and the coaches were really nice about it, but I was so close. Didn't make it. Uh, but then after that, I, I fell in love with lifting. So I kept lifting. Uh, it made me feel good. Um, I like progression and that progress side of things. So that kind of helped. Uh, and then one day I was squatting uh, at the Carlton gym and one of the powerlifters came up to me and he was like, hey, do you powerlift at all? And I was like, not really. Like, I don't know what that is. And he's like, well, you have some potential, so you should try out for the team. Like, all we do is squat, bench, and deadlift. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I know those three movements. Like, maybe this might be something, right? So then I tried out for the team, uh, ended up making it. Uh, after a year, I did two competitions. The second year, I became uh, the vice president for the team. And from there, powerlifting changed my life. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, what position great. did you play, did you play um, uh, in football? Um, I played corner. Okay. So I covered, I was on defense and I covered the wide receivers. Okay, cool. Very cool. Awesome. And so what were the two degrees that you guys got um, from university? In university, I studied uh, business with a concentration in information systems. So like the tech side of business with like databases and data management. Yeah. And I actually studied uh, journalism with a minor in business. And then I worked in marketing all through university. Very cool. cool. So, um, yeah, based on that, I kind of see that maybe Josh kind of runs like the back end and you do more of like the promotional side. Yeah, Yeah, perfect. That sounds like a perfect mesh. So how did you guys kind of meet and then put that together? And then how do your um, your skill sets or skill sets come together to kind of um, make things roll so smoothly? (laughs) Do you say how did we meet first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start with that. Sure. Um, uh, we met at a gym and, um, I knew her current boyfriend at the time, uh, just through, just through the gym, just crossing paths, um, talking about squats and stuff. And he was at the gym one day and he was training with Mallory and he introduced us. Uh, we just started talking. Except not really. Cause you guys didn't even know each other's names. Yeah. I like asked after and he was like, I actually don't know his name. (laughs) Anyways, it was really funny. Like, um, that the day I met Mal, she was squatting like 295 pounds and her boyfriend was like, Hey, can you spot her? I was like, okay. It was like the most awkward squat ever. Cause like, I just met her. It's a pretty heavy weight. And I was like, please don't fail. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was he let you strategy. sneak in and spot his girlfriend, and then it all started. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, don't let people spot your girlfriend. <laughs> number one rule. Rule number so. one. Um, but yeah, after that, I saw her potential, and I knew she went to Carlton. So I was like, do you want to try out for the powerlifting team? I wasn't know if she was into it, but I knew the team was looking for more females, and she had the potential for it. That's awesome. That sounds great. So, um, yeah, did you guys out of out of uh, university have jobs? Like, do you get right into, like, a full-time job at a normal, like, nine-to-five? Yeah, so I had always worked, like, through school at offices, whether it was, like, startups or more corporate. Like, I would just always, like, arrange my school schedule around my work. So I was always working, and that was my main thing. Um, so when I graduated, I was already working somewhere. Um, so I did go full-time there, and then – Later that year, so I graduated in what? 20. May? No, I'm in months. Oh. <laughs> May? Yeah. April? Whatever. I graduated. And then um, around December, I got this job offer that I wasn't really looking for. 
it was from um, someone I had previously worked with. And he was like, like, he texted me, he was like, listen, this job opened up, like, it's not even listed yet. But like, I want you to apply. And I was very hesitant, because like, I didn't really want to go that route with corporate. Um, but at the time, it just made a lot of sense, especially with like the benefits, it was great pay, I got to travel. Um, and it was something steady to have that income coming in while we worked on LVD. Um, so I took that and stayed there until last June. And then you worked? Yeah. Um, I, I worked at the airport, uh, first and second year as a the retail shop. And then, um, during my third, fourth and fifth year at Carlton, I did co-op with the Carlton Ravens football team. Okay. So I was doing a lot of their marketing and like more business operations. Um, the football team is one of two schools that are privately funded in Canada. So they had, um, the budget for like internal business, uh, managers and, um, those types of roles that not every school has. So it was really cool for me yeah. to see the insides of sports management. Um, and then I love that. So I did that eight months uh, for three years, like eight months every three years. No, no, for three months. For three years. years, I did it for eight months of that year. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it was my co-op term um, and I really liked it and they kept hiring me back. Um, then after I graduated, I got right into it with a um, social media marketing. No, no, social media marketing. Uh, with a, I don't even know how to explain that. It's like a Buzzfeed for older generations. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, social media content. And then they do like the e-commerce stores that have all those like silly products you see, but novelty. Yeah. So in the beginning I was uh, managing some Facebook pages for them and then I got promoted. No, I got into a new role where I was, um, managing their e-commerce side of things because they just brought it on and e-commerce has been something really um of my interest and especially with lbd i already knew some e-commerce stuff so it just made sense for me to join that team um and then from there uh i ended up quitting my job in september not because of the job i loved my job it was fun but it was just getting too much with juggling both lbd and my full-time job and it just made sense for me to quit and run um, lbd full-time Awesome. So now, uh, if I'm correct, you guys are both like all in on LVD and that's your main job. Yep. So we've been all in since September of 2017. Awesome. Amazing. That's, that's great. Congrats. Thank you. Um, yeah. So how is that going? How was the transition? Um, I'd love to hear more about kind of making that decision. Uh, yeah. So it's hard when obviously we're a couple, but also business partners, right? So there's different aspects you have to consider because it's not like one of us is keeping that stable job. Um, so when I first took my job, one of the great things was the benefits. Um, you know, so to have that coverage, because since I graduated school, I wouldn't be covered under my parents anymore. Um, and Josh was able to come on my benefits as well. So that was really great. And part of my decision to transition, like was a lot of the timing made sense. Um, by that point, Josh was working this other job where we had benefits, like they weren't as great, but they covered it. Um, so it was like, okay, we can slowly transition out from like these really great benefits to okay benefits, um, (laughs) to just being on our own. Um, and I, yeah, I think timing was a big play. Like for me, we had June kind of in mind, um, but it was a somewhat arbitrary date, but a goal to work towards, um, where the timing was ideal. Um, and where we thought we'd be like at a far enough point 
for that to happen. Right. And then just kind of as luck would have it, like cer- certain conditions at my workplace started changing where like I couldn't work remotely as much. All the, these things that were really um, key factors in my job there. And, you know, I had other coworkers who were considering leaving. So I knew I was going to be getting a much heavier workload. And so all those things kind of combined. And um, we just decided like, hey, let's do it. Um, you know, you think there's no going back when you do it. But at the end of the day, like you still have that same strong resume. And it's right. not like jumping off a cliff, really. Like, yeah. it's like cliff diving. You literally just land in water and you climb back out and you're fine, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of, um, like a lot of, if you were to like reapply for any reason or something, they would look at this time and, and see it as very beneficial and more experience. I know um, just from my experience, like I haven't worked on my resume in forever because I've just kind of been out on my own, but I know whenever for, you know, maybe like an alumni get together for school or something and I show my resume, they're like, oh, wow, like you did this and this. And I always think that it's kind of like, I haven't done that much, but then they, people really value that. So um, yeah, I think that's really good advice for people who are kind of worried about like, what if I make this big change that, I mean, you can really kind of come back from it um, or better things. Um, yeah. yeah. And even if you fail, like at the end of the day, we still built the business to whatever point you built it to. Right. And that's worth something because everyone's right. failed at some point, you know, major corporations have failed. So it's not just about the point that you failed. It's like, what did you build before that? Right. Yeah. That's an awesome perspective. I like that a lot. Um, let's go back and rewind a little bit and let's talk about how you guys got the idea of even starting LVD. What did it really stem from and, um, what was kind of your vision with it? Um, so LVD started off as a school project, uh, more so to create, um, the, the point of the project was to create a company or like a business plan. Uh, and then that was Mallory's class and we were both training partners at the time, both really entrepreneurial. And she wanted to work on something worthwhile and not kind of throw out at the end of sem- at the semester. Um, so sh- she kind of approached me and she's like, hey, like, do you want to maybe do something like entrepreneurial? We're like, So then we looked at it and like we're both into fitness. We're both into entrepreneurship and powerlifting. So we were like, let's just start off in the fitness industry because that's kind of where we're in right now. And that's what we know the most of. Um, so actually, our first idea was... Uh, grip on the back of a t-shirt so as like as like a a business student you're like okay what's a problem that we can solve right so we're looking at power lifters and in a competition people put chalk on the back of their shirts to help grip the bar or the bench right so we're like maybe we could find a way around that um we got into like a lot of logistical issues and challenges and we ended up scratching that uh idea and then moving on to the next uh the second idea we had was a fitness subscription box and that was okay. just having okay. like protein and like uh, fitness content and stuff in the box every month. Uh, we got a little further further with that idea, but again, ran into some challenges and we decided to scratch it. Um, and then our third idea uh, came to us as a, like a lifestyle clothing company. And this came about when we were at the Toronto Pro Super Show. So one of Canada's biggest fitness expos. Uh, we were walking around the expo and we noticed people wearing Tom's shoes and also wearing uh, ten tree apparel. So if you, for those who don't know, Tom's uh, donates a, uh, an equivalent pair of shoe for every shoe sold to um, a child in Africa and ten tree plants ten trees for every item sold. So after seeing a handful of those people at the fitness expo, a light bulb kind of went off. So we were like, there's people who are into fitness 
but into the and also into the environment but there's not one specific brand that like targets that one customer so we were like there might be um an opportunity here um and after further research uh customer surveys and and whatnot we ended up um pursuing the idea and now it's lvd that's awesome that's That's awesome that's great Um, um yeah that's one of the things i really wanted to ask you guys was about your giving back model and um of what drove and inspired you for this which you kind of touched upon uh with that but what really um got you guys going on picking the specific um giving back model that you guys did like what you guys are actually doing and maybe explain more of what you guys are doing yeah so when we started out um we knew that we wanted to do the give back model just from like who we are and also the company i'd worked at before like i did a lot of research on millennials and it was just talking a lot about how like we're going to get to a point where it's no longer going to be accept- acceptable to not have social responsibility with corporations um, because it's just so easy to do, right? Like there's no reason right. not to. Right. Um, so we started brainstorming and we knew, like we thought global from the beginning. Um, it's really hard to like pick an Ottawa charity and then grow your brand. And people are like, I don't even know what Ottawa is, you know? Um, you'd be surprised how many Americans have never heard of Ottawa. I I deal with that all the time. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, so we wanted something everyone could relate to and we love the idea of water for so many different reasons, right? Like as athletes, like water is such an integral part of everything we do, whether it's a protein shake or your showers after, or just literally drinking water. Um, so it's so crazy to us that like we take it for granted and other people aren't so fortunate to do that still. Like it's 2018, right? It's kind of wild. Um, and we're like, I think this is something, you know, everyone could relate to and everyone can agree is a problem. It's not something like some people are like, oh, I don't believe clean water is an issue, you know? Like it just, <laughs> it is. Um, so we settled on water. And like, when you look at it from a marketing perspective too, like water is really fun to play with. Like especially as a fitness brand, like something like trees would be a lot harder to incorporate um, into like every type of messaging related to fitness, unless you were really focusing on that outdoor athlete. Um, So it all just kind of worked and came together. And then it was just a matter of picking a charity that made sense to us. Um, So we did a lot of research and we're really big on just brands in general. Like I think brands tell you a lot about the people behind the brand. Um, so we came across WaterAid and like, we just love their branding. Like everything looked so clean, their information, they had like so much information. Um, they were really awesome. And then coincidentally, their Canadian headquarters was in Ottawa. And then we were like, okay, this is like too perfect. So we reached out to them, we had a meeting and they were just like willing to take a chance on us. We were just like an email landing page at the time because we didn't want to launch without the charity. Right, um, right. So yeah, we partnered up and then we've been working with them ever since and they've been really great. And we'll also do like athlete collaborations where those specific items go to different charities that are significant to the athletes. Um, so we're constantly expanding what we want to support, but water is still our number one. That's awesome. That's great. Um, going back to how much you love branding. Can you tell me a little bit more about LVD media and um, that side of the business and how that kind of, you know, collaborated with the fitness brand? So LVD Media is kind of interesting. It wasn't really something we planned on doing right in the beginning when we started LVD. Um, It was more so just um, at events, we had our photographer at the meets with us and he was like taking photos of us. And then we were like, hmm, what if we turn him around 
and shot the athletes and like offer media packages. Uh, we notice athletes um, post after their meet, they'll post like videos or photos from like cell phones. Right. We figured there's a demand there where people want professional photos and videos um, after the competition. And there was also an American company doing this in the States um, and they were doing really well and people really loved it in the States, but there was nothing like that in Canada. So having said that, we just figured that it was an opportunity for us um, to add a service to the business that was also um, in need in the powerlifting community. Um, And that's kind of how it went about. Yeah. And it's also fun to play with because it kind of started as like a marketing ploy at first because we were like, oh, we could offer media packages. And then the first meet we were doing was um, junior provincial. So mostly university students in Ontario. And we were like, okay, they're broke and they're cheap. So (laughs) we were like, let's make the photo package the same price as a t-shirt. And we'll say, if you're wearing our t-shirt on the platform, you get a free package. So that was like really awesome because that was still super early, like just a few months in for us or a year, a year, a year, I have my year screwed up. Um, So yeah, we were just approaching a year and it was so awesome. Like almost the entire meet was wearing our brand. And then there's a plus side because now we have all this content of people competing in our brand that they're posting, that we're posting. So it was really like a win-win on so many levels. And then just seeing how much people appreciated it encouraged us to keep growing that side of it. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I think um, a lot of brands tend to focus on, you know, maybe they do a photo shoot kind of within, you know, they get like a couple models or themselves or whatever, and they put that up. But I think it's so important to get your actual customers posting about you and with quality photos that they want to actually be posting. I think that's, that's huge. Like one of the things I tell gyms is you got to get really good photos that those people are posting because then it's going to go out to their friends and family who are like in your potential um, market, like they're your demographic. Uh, and I think that's that's so key. So it's really awesome that you guys kind of found a way to mix both getting photos for your brand and your own social media and also for people to be able to represent you guys outside of that and within their own kind of branding. Yeah, totally. And that's something we play with for like our collection launches too. Like, you know yourself, you've been in some of our shoots. Like we just reach out to actual athletes because that's really important to us. Like I think we've all seen those fitness ads where you're like, does that person really like do anything with that barbell? Right. <laughs> um, so it's just been really important for us to have like just straight up real people. Like we don't do their makeup beforehand and we just ask them like, hey, you're just going to train and we're just going to shoot. And I think that's been really cool because A, it makes customers feel like cool and really special that they got to be part of it. Um, plus they usually get to see some of like the apparel before it comes out. But yeah, it's really cool to be able to turn around and especially in this age of Instagram, right? Turn around and say like, all right, here's like 20 photos for your Instagram, like go for it. Yeah. So that's been really cool to watch. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And you kind of touched upon um, seeing brands and you're wondering if the person in the photo, like, what do you do with that barbell? Do you even lift? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that kind of led to what I really want to ask you about how you guys are empowering females in strength sports, because I mean, not even in strength sports, is this is a problem. It's like, I, it was a problem in snowboarding actually is it's a big problem in surfing where there's like a lot of, um, you know, fitness models or not fitness models, but um, just like Instagram stars who are just hanging out at the beach and they get all these surf photos and they're in surfing magazines right beside like the pro surf males and the pro surf females are like not being paid and not being in these, these photos with their, their companies that they're sponsored by. And, and that creates kind of like an inequality of women who are trying to go professional in these sports. They're not being able to make as much money. And, um, it's kind of like sex sells really, but, um, 
you know, they're not really empowering these actual athletes to um, kind of promote, promote themselves. So I'd love to touch Mal with you about what you guys are doing with LBD specifically. And then even, you know, with yourself, your own personal Instagram and brand on empowering females. Yeah. I I think one of the biggest things too, is being like in it and being genuine. Um, Because as much as it's something like we think about, we also don't have to think about it that much because it's just natural, right? Like our first thought is not to go look on some model website and like pick someone from there. Like we're literally just like, all right, who lives in Ottawa and lifts some weights. Um, And then we connect with those people. And I think being able to share their stories too, like we've done a few videos um, with some audio. One of our sponsored athletes talks about how she struggled with drug addiction early on and how the gym really helped her get out of it. And I think sharing those kind of stories is important to get out there. And it's not always just like, Hey, I work out and it's fun. Like, for some people, it's saved their life, right? So I think just putting that message out there and showing like such a range of powerful and beautiful women who don't all look the same um, has been really important. And like I said, it's awesome that like it just happens so naturally because when you look at the actual community, like that is what the community looks like as much as we like to portray it as like skinny white girls, like more <laughs> often than not, right? Right. So as long as you actually just take a look at the community and showcase those people in it, um, it's like surprisingly easy to show diversity, right? Right. That's awesome. I wish more companies took that perspective and and knew how easy it really was. So um, yeah, just like finding someone reaching out to local athletes and those are athletes who are looking for brand support. Um, They're looking for content and stuff to help promote themselves as athletes. So it really works for both sides. Um, And it's not just promoting someone who might not really lift or be part of the sport. And um, yeah, so that's, that's awesome. And and thanks for doing that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think something too is like, you don't have to be I feel like sometimes it's easy to be afraid of like looking for diversity because you don't want to look like you're just trying to showcase like a race or a size just for the sake of it. Um, I know Chucky, she's like a weightlifter. She had made a post about growing up with not having a lot of um, black role models in sport to look up to. And we've talked about this before. And like, yes, um, like there are obviously black female athletes, but in powerlifting, like we looked at it and at our national championship that year when we were looking at it, like there was two and they don't really live where we live. So we made a point of like finding someone. And at first it's almost uncomfortable because you're like, is this weird that like, I want you in a photo shoot because of the color of your skin. But I think we're still at that point where it's okay to do that. As long as you have the right intention, we just genuinely wanted to like find people to showcase because you know, they're out there just because they might not be in your inner circle. Um, So yeah, sometimes you just have to like actively go out and look and get a little bit uncomfortable so that the future generation is more comfortable because they can see those athletes, right? Like I'd rather be uncomfortable asking someone for that reason than like someone growing up without role models. Right. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, yeah, so that's an awesome story, Mal. Uh, Josh, let's let's move a little bit to you. I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, managing competing and training while traveling and building a business. Mal, I know um, you've done competing and and obviously you train yourself, uh, but I thought we get we get Josh to to ask, or answer this question. Um, honestly, it's it's pretty hard balancing everything. Um, thankfully, my body responds pretty well to travel, so I could drive four or five hours in a car and still hit like a, a decent workout right after. Okay. Um, and w- whereas it's like really hard for Mal to do that. <laughs> it's so it's annoying when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I, I think for me, like as long as I can find a gym and find time to work out, it's not that bad. Um, nutrition is a different story. That's way harder on the road. Um, most of the time you're like eating out or, um, you're just not eating enough at that point. Right. So, um, nutrition is definitely harder. Uh, we try to do groceries and stay in either a hotel or an Airbnb with, um, a stove so we could actually make food, um, and have a refrigerator so we could (laughs) refrigerate food. (laughs) As, as stupid as that sounds, sometimes it's really hard to do all that in a hotel room, right? Yeah. Um, and then that just makes it that much harder because then you got to eat out all the time. Um, but yeah, training-wise, um, I don't find it too hard as long as I could find um, a gym with a squat rack, a barbell, and weights. Right. Um, nutrition, way harder. But thankfully right now I am growing into a weight class, so I'm like going up. So <laughs> weight isn't really an issue, and I'm just trying to bulk up into the next weight class. And, um, as for work, um, most of the times we're either at a booth or working at coffee shops. Uh, and I don't mind that. I honestly love working at coffee shops. I like the environment. Um, sometimes you just need to be around a bunch of people to like feel productive. (laughs) Yeah. I totally feel you like having distractions in the back almost makes you feel like more focused on what you're doing. Yeah. Like (laughs) it it was weird. Like in, in school, I could never study at home. I'd have to be like in the library, even though I'm like alone, I'm not talking to anyone. Just being in the library just helps me focus a lot more than being at home. At home, I just I get distracted by like the smallest things. I'll get hungry. I'll look at the dishes. I'll take a nap. I'll just do anything to not work. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, no, I totally feel you. I feel like um, kind of having no background noise makes you just kind of you get lost in thoughts and you start thinking about a different project or something else versus having a lot of background noise like really makes you focus on on what you're doing, Um, which is it kind of goes to say that maybe that's that's kind of relates to how you're so good at training while you're traveling, like just having a lot of things going on lets you like really focus on the training versus if you just don't have anything and you might like spend your time just walking around between sets or whatever. <laughs> I didn't really think of that. <laughs> I thought of that because uh, my coach always jokes that I talk too much between my sets. So. <laughs> He's like, you know, like you were at the gym for like eight hours today. Like it could have been a lot less. Like have you timed your sets or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So I, I know you guys have been posting a lot about like what's new with LVD and you guys have made some, some big changes. So I'd love to like get some insight on what's coming up and what big changes have you guys made? Yeah, so we recently um, changed where we get our apparel printed, as well as um, the actual like t-shirts that we're printing on, um, doing a little bit more custom. And the biggest thing was we got rid of our fulfillment that we were doing ourselves. So Josh and I would pack all of our orders ourselves. And then when we travel, Josh's sister would stay at our house and pack them. <laughs> um, and it was really great because we would write personalized notes and it was a great way to connect with customers. Um, But it was really hard to grow the business at the same time because those things add up, like just printing, say, 20 shipping labels in a row. um, You don't realize like how many buttons you have to click to get there. Um, So that was a really big change for us that we're still going through. Um, With our last collection was the first one we launched having our inventory um, with someone else and having them send it out. And we've, you know, we found an alternative for our cards where we made these really cool uh, branded cards that match the collection that Josh and I sat down and we signed them all. So it's kind of that in between to still have the personal touch. Um, 
But yeah, so that's been our biggest change. Like our basement is no longer our fulfillment center, which is awesome. exciting and scary and all those things. <laughs> you <laughs> put like, a gym down there or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like learning how to give up control sometimes is like harder than finding time to do it all yourselves, you know? Right. Definitely. So what are you guys going to do kind of um, with all that free time? Because I assume that was probably taking up a lot of a lot of time. Um. We're looking at doing um, like more bigger and like bigger projects within LVD, um, whether that's new products or testing out uh, different strength sports. Uh, we're still trying to learn how to get into like Olympic weightlifting and CrossFit. Uh, we're actually going to be, we're setting up a booth at the Wasaga Beach event competition. Oh, UG Series. Yeah, yeah. UG Series, yeah. yeah. Um, just testing it out. Um, we feel that there's a lot of similarities between strength sports, and we feel that um, we like to like touch upon the other strength sports as well, and not just be strictly powerlifting. We just want to be like a strength lifestyle brand. Right. So, like having more time helps us uh, target or focus more on that. Um, and then something else too is we just like we just love business, and we're addicted to business. So we just. <laughs> with the more time, we just look at other opportunities, other projects that we could get into that's either related to LVD or not related to LVD. Um, and it's just stimulating our brain differently instead of working on the same thing day in and day out, right? Like you yeah. do need a break, even though um, it is like our baby, right? And like, we'll, we'll do anything for it. But sometimes you just need to do work on other stuff. I totally feel you. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And I've loved learning kind of more about what you guys are doing with LVD. So I have um, three quick questions, quick-ish. You can you can kind of elaborate on your answers if you want. We'll see how it goes. Um, but how about I'll ask you guys each these questions. So I don't know if Mal, you want to start. But the the first question is, what one habit or routine has made the biggest difference to your everyday well-being or performance? Uh, I think to-do lists. Um, I'm like addicted to do, to do lists and I'm the biggest preacher for them. And like anyone that I work with in my circle, like you're going to learn to use a to do list. Um, I just think it's a really great way to clear your mind because when you're working on something and you just keep having these things pop in, like, oh yeah, I have to do that. I have to do that. Like it's just chaos instead of being able to focus on that thing. So I'm a really big advocate for like the second you think of it, put it in your to do list and then every night, like I try to reorganize it, I prioritize things, I put deadlines. Um, and to me, I think it just helps me be productive and healthier, because it's a lot less stressful. Um, I just wake up. And it's like, even if you're in zombie mode, like you just have that clear list of like, okay, here's where I need to start today. Um, right. And I think that's been really big, especially when I had my full time job and LVD, because like, you're constantly thinking of things when you can't work on it. So just being able to jot it down is good. Oh, awesome. that was my answer. Because <laughs> I taught so, you to do this. Yeah, she did. It, it took, <laughs> you can't cheat that way. It, it took me some time, but now that it's ingrained into um, my everyday um, habits, like it just makes my life so much easier. Right. Um, and it's so funny because I hear him like teaching people how important to do this are. <laughs> and I'm like, I remember like a solid year where you would like run up to me in the gym and be like, oh, we should do this. And I'd just be like, put it in our to do list. And then go grumpy because he's like, well, 
I'm going to remember, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just write it down and talk to me later. And now he's, like, the biggest advocate for it. <laughs> That's so funny. That's, like, when you show someone, like, your favorite band and then you hear them, like, a week later, yeah. like, telling someone, like, oh, like, I love this band. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, hey, like, I was the one who showed you that band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's awesome cool okay well uh second question yeah what's the most important thing you've learned in the past year it's a tough one <laughs> i would say for me it's probably the importance of health in general um as a competitive dancer growing up like i was like fully booked all the time right because you would sometimes not even go home from school you go straight from school to rehearsal and like eat dinner in the car and then you go home and like you'd have to get all that homework done. And I feel like I just like pushed my body to be go, go, go for like 22 years. And then it got to a point where it was like, okay, like, can we have a break? And it just really started like breaking down on me over the past few years. And especially this last year, um, because when you're jumping in, you're just like business first, business first, like, and every time we would take a trip, we'd come home and the second I'd relax, I'd be sick. And it was so frustrating, Mm -hmm. but it's really just because like my body was being nice to me and holding out for me. Um, So that's my main focus now that I've learned over the last year is like you at the end of the day, like you can't run multiple businesses if you're so tired or your stomach hurts or all of those things. Right. So really like getting a healthy system overall um, is way more important than you think. Yeah, that that's actually really awesome to hear because I know um, it's something I've struggled with, too, is just trying to manage so many things. And I'm like, okay, like I can train like a CrossFit Games athlete and like run my own business and like manage them both and be go, go, go. And I can schedule like myself down to like the minute. Yeah. And then I realize like, like in real life that doesn't work. And yeah. it's funny because people post like on Instagram saying like, that's what they do. And it's like, do you really do that? Cause I don't think it yeah. really works. Like if you, you got to take like some time to like meditate nap, like yeah, there's totally. Yeah. So awesome. Um, um, and, and for me, I think the most important thing I learned in the last year is that you have time like people don't realize how much time you actually have, like either just like in life. Um, I remember like, I would think about, I get really stressed over little things because I'm like, I should be at this point, but I'm only at mm. this point. And it's like, you feel stressed that you're not there yet. But when you think about it, I'm like, I'm only 24 years old. It's like, you still have a lot of time left to do stuff. Um, and that's the same with either with business and like lifting. Um, sometimes I'll see lifters and I'm like, man, like I wish I was that strong or like, why can't I be that strong right now? But then you got to realize that lifter has been lifting for like 10 plus years. Right. And I've only been in the sport for maybe four years. Um, it just goes to show that you do have time and that if you just keep working away, keep chipping away at it, you will eventually reach your goals. Awesome. I love that. I feel like there's nothing more calming than like those articles that are like, Oprah was broke at 30. <laughs> you're yeah. like, oh my God, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. yeah they're like awesome. so reassuring. You're like, okay, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> we still have time to get broke. Yeah. You know, come yeah. back. We haven't hit rock bottom yet. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are so reassuring too. And, and I really like how, um, like how you guys you guys speak about that and I know Mal like you post about kind of stuff like that on your own Instagram and it's really reassuring to see because a lot of people kind of like fake it on Instagram and they might they might just post like the highs and they're not saying like when they take time off or like they've dealt with you know maybe not thinking that they're where they should be and stuff like that so um yeah thank you for that that's that's awesome yeah no worries it's funny when people ask about like how we handle training and travel. I was like, I don't really like my body like gave out on me. So like, 
ask someone else. Like, <laughs> but it's true. They just assume like everything's going fine. Right? right. And you're like, it's just not going well. Like that's how you do it. Like one yeah. doesn't do well. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, totally. Yeah. It's like, uh, I travel somewhere. Like I just went on a, like a pretty big road trip in the States to go visit my coach and people are like, Oh, you got there and you did all this training. I was like, like, that's not how it works. Like the first day I just had to move because like my hips were so tight, everything hurt. And then like, when I got to overload week, I was like crying in the gym. Like yeah. I was like, everything is so bad. Like I was like super stressed, but like in all, like when you look at it overall, it was good. But like, if, if you like really go day to day and people think that every day is like awesome, like it's, that's definitely not like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Last question. What would you say to aspiring entrepreneurs? It's funny. Like, I feel like we've gotten this question so many times, but every time it's like a different answer because just of like where you are in your business. Right. You know? Yeah, maybe think about like, what would you have said to yourself when you were thinking about starting it or thinking about like quitting your job and going um, full time? It's definitely like personality based because this could be bad advice for some people. <laughs> um, but like, there's never going to be a perfect time for anything. Um, and I know that's why like Josh and I have worked so well, because like, he just wants to always jump in and I just <laughs> always want to wait. So it's like right. finding that in between where it's like, okay, it's not perfect, but let's jump in as opposed to like jumping in too soon. Um, but I think it's just like, everyone always thinks like, oh, like at some point it's going to make sense to quit my job. Like it might not, it might just come down to the point where like, you just have to decide what you want. Um, same thing with like launching things. Like sometimes we launch products and we just decide like, if this flops, like we flop together, like it's no one's fault and maybe it's not the right time for it, but like you just have to try it um, and put yourself out there because yeah, it's really, there's never going to be like some time where someone knocks on your door and they're like, it's time, like <laughs> run your business full time. Like that doesn't happen, you know? True. Yeah, um, totally. And I would say that it's okay that you don't know everything. Like some people think that like some people come up to us and they're like, can't believe you guys started a business. Like, I don't know about this, that, and, and X, Y, Z. He's like, I don't even know how you guys learned all that. And I was like, we don't like we don't know that like <laughs> yeah. it, it's just like we go we learn as we go and um there's just resources online everywhere like there's resources at like school with the government of ottawa or like ontario um there's resources anywhere where you can just learn about entrepreneurship and how to get started um and with that i i say that it's very important to also network um meeting like-minded people meeting other entrepreneurs and just like picking their brains um, is, a, is a really good way to uh, learn about stuff and also get connected with people that can help you either start your business up or take it up to the next level. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So where can, uh, where can people find you if they want to check out more about LVD? Um, <laughs> our website is lvdfitness.com. Our Instagram is lvdfitness. My Instagram is lvdjosh. <laughs> Pretty easy. Uh, my Instagram is at Mallory Rowan, and my personal website is MalloryRowan.com. And those are probably the best places. That's it. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having us. <laughs> awesome. It was fun. Thanks for listening to today's episode and I hope you guys really enjoyed learning from Mal and Josh about entrepreneurship and lifting and um, just going all in in general uh, on their business. 
Uh, just a reminder that this podcast brought to you by 93 Agency, which is my website. You can find out more at 93agency.com or .ca. Um, our mission is to p- support you in your marketing efforts so you can focus your time on what you do best. So if you run a gym, I want you to be focusing your time on how to make your product and service better to your clients and not spending all your time on social media and marketing your business. That's where kind of my expertise comes in and where 93 Agency can help you. So if you're interested, www.93agency.com or send me an email at getsocial at 93agency.com. Uh, another little little uh, thing I wanted to mention was that if you're an athlete and you're looking for some awesome compression gear or clothes to lift with, train in, uh, Virus Canada has a promo code. It's my last name, Allport, A-L-L-P-O-R-T in all capitals. And if you use that on your website during checkout, then you can save 10% on your order. So yeah, so reach out to me if you if you have a business. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're If you're into lifting and you're an athlete yourself, then check out Virus. They make some awesome products. Uh, Have a great day. Have a great week. Whenever you're listening to this, just, just have a good time. Get outside, do some fitness, and thank you so much for listening.